America's jobs market is still growing solidly, and the economy there is still on track for a soft landing. But China's has slowed so much, it's producing deflation. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ Australia senior economist Adelaide Timbrell explains why house prices are up 10% in 2023 and are likely to rise another 6% in 2024, followed by another 5% in 2025. So for Sydney, it's really all about net overseas migration, whereas for Brisbane and Perth, we've just seen such a strong internal migration uh, flow. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, US jobs growth in November was 199,000. Now, that was a bit above the 180,000 expected by the market. And the unemployment rate there fell to 3.7% from 3.9%. ANZ Group Chief Economist Richard Yetzinger explains what that says about the world's largest economy. I don't think they do anything to shock the underlying view that the US economy is continuing to slow. Yes, the job game was a bit stronger, but not dramatically so, and it leaves entrenched this moderation in jobs growth that we've seen over the course of 2023. And the unemployment rate dropped a bit, um, but the participation rate did pop up a bit. So I think there are some explanators there. It leaves me comfortable with the idea the US economy is continuing to slow. Number two, China's consumer price index fell. 0.5% in November from a year ago. That was more than market expectations for a 0.2% fall and a faster rate of deflation than the 0.2% reported in October from a year ago. Here's Richard again. China's had deflationary episodes, a a handful of them in the last couple of decades. All of the other ones have been driven by uh, global uh, developments. They occurred in the GFC or the pandemic or, you know, a long time ago now, the Asian financial crisis. This one, obviously, as the world is coming off an inflationary burst and China's been struggling with deflation, obviously driven very much by domestic fundamentals. And a lot of focus is still on what will China's real GDP be this year or next year? Will it be five or will it be four? Very important questions. But we should also be focused on prices and nominal GDP uh, because, When an economy has lots of debt, and I'm speaking to you from Australia, so we know a bit about that, (laughs) when an economy has lots of debt, you really don't want deflationary expectations to become entrenched. Um, That can open up a whole range of other policy challenges. Number three. Coming up this week, we have three big central bank monetary policy decisions. The Fed on Wednesday night, the European Central Bank on Thursday night, and the Bank of England on Friday. All of them are expected to hold. Here's Richard on what's expected and what the market will be watching. Well, I might say that these three central bank meetings, you might call them the triple zero because um, this will be just a great example, I think, of the fact this unprecedented tightening cycle is well and truly over. Um, We aren't seeing any more meaningful tightening from the main central banks. and In fact, from the main central banks, we don't expect any more interest rate hikes. at all, all the discussion will be on the commentary. And the, the market, of course, um, in, in, the, in the US particularly, uh, likes to price something. So the Fed tightening cycle being over means it's running for easing. It's running for easing too early and too hard. And so the Fed will continue to push back against that. 
I don't think it will have that much impact on market pricing. Number four. Speaking of unchanged, in India, ANZ economist Diraj Nim reports the Reserve Bank of India left its policy rate unchanged at 6.5% on Friday night, as expected. It's also retained its hawkish outlook thanks to a fast-growing economy. The RBI lifted its growth forecast for the 2024 fiscal year to 7% from 6.5%, but it left its inflation forecast unchanged at 5.4%. Number five, the oil price has been a big mover in the last week, and it's downwards. ANZ senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines says a surprising development with US oil output has been one of the swing factors. You know, we're seeing countries like the US in particular uh, really outperform uh, against uh, expectations, uh, which had been set fairly low, um, certainly by a lot of the US producers themselves who said that, you know, they were going to constrain um, investment uh, amidst the, you know, the uncertain economic backdrop. Um, and uh, as a consequence, I think, you know, the market wasn't expecting to see too much growth um, in US supply, but um, you know they've managed to hit record highs uh, this year and exceed um, you know most um, analysts' uh, forecasts for for US supply, and I think that's really shaken uh, the belief uh, you know that uh, we are in a supply constrained uh, market at the moment. Daniel Hines there. Now, in part one of our bonus deep dive interview, I talked with ANZ Australia senior economist Adelaide Timbrell about why house prices rose 10% in 2023, despite 400 basis points of rate hikes, and why they're expected to rise even further in the next couple of years. It's all about a lack of supply for so many extra people needing homes. Yes, yeah, so housing prices um, from the start of 2023 to November rose by 9.1%. We believe that through the entire year will rise by 10% all up. Now, what has caused this, despite interest rate increases, is a real imbalance between the supply and demand for housing. So, we've had record population growth through 2023, uh, as there was a catch-up period after a very slow population growth period during COVID lockdowns. But at the same time, we've had building approvals at around decade lows. Developers face increasing costs of construction materials and labour. They face a higher risk of builder insolvency, higher funding costs and elongated building time. So everything costs more. It costs more to fund, you know, because of higher interest rates. And then you've got to tie up those larger funds at that higher cost for a longer period of time. It's also just harder to find the resourcing for projects because we have this really strong public infrastructure pipeline. And that's really competing for resources in the construction sector between the public sector and the private sector. So what are you seeing going into 2024 uh, across Australia and in, and in particular these the biggest cities of uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane? So after the 10% rise that we expect through the 2023 calendar year, we expect housing prices across Australia and capital cities to rise 6% in 2024 and then another 5% in 2025. So that's another couple of years where housing prices are outpacing wage growth or at least the increase in base wages. So, you know, really tough for affordability and particularly for those trying to get into the market. When we look through the capital cities, 
companies. Um, Sydney's going to be a little above average with 6 to 7% growth uh, next year and another 6% in 2025. We think that uh, Brisbane has quite a lot of growth to go. It grew, it, we think it'll grow 13% through 2023, 9 to 10% through 2024, and then Perth could grow 7 to 8%. Now, these are the cities where strong population growth has uh, been most concentrated or most matched with that weaker building activity. Places like Melbourne and Adelaide uh, and Hobart are going to be a lot weaker through 2024, around 3% to 5% across those cities. And that's because the supply uh, imbalance is going to become less of an issue in those cities compared to places like Brisbane, Perth and Sydney. So for Sydney, it's really all about net overseas migration, whereas for Brisbane and Perth, we've just seen such a strong internal migration uh, flow. There's just so many people staying in Brisbane and Perth or moving to Brisbane and Perth from Sydney and particularly Melbourne because of that affordability as well as the better flexibility we have now to work from a different city um, because of hybrid working models and remote work. ANZ's Adelaide Timbrell there. And in part two tomorrow, Adelaide explains why house prices are likely to rise another 6% in 2024 and then 5% more in 2025. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, December the 11th. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.